Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode of Living Light Outdoors. Story time with Buster. It's a Saturday evening. We are uh, stepping into chapter four of the, the, this uh, book, The Final Quest by Rick Joyner. Uh, the this title of this particular chapter, and it is a long chapter, so we're going to break this one down several times. Uh, but it is the, the chapter is titled The White Throne. I gazed one last time around the huge room inside the mountain. The gems and treasures that represented the truths of salvation were breathtaking in their glory. It seemed that there was no end to their expanse and no way to fully comprehend their beauty. I could not imagine that the rooms which contained the other great truths of faith could be any more glorious. This helped me to understand why so many Christians never wanted to leave this level, being content to just marvel at the basic doctrines of the faith. I knew that I could stay here for eternity and never get bored. Then the eagle, who was standing next to me, exhorted, You must go on. As I turned to look at him, he lowered his voice and continued, There is no greater peace and safety than to abide in the Lord's salvation. You were brought here to know this because you will need this faith for where you are now going, but you must not stay here any longer. The eagle's statement about peace and safety caused me to think about the courageous warriors who had fought in the battle from the first level of the mountain, salvation. Although they had fought so well and delivered so many, they had also been badly wounded. It did not seem that they had found peace and safety here. The eagle interrupted my thoughts again as if he were listening to them. God has a different definition of peace and safety than we do, he said. To be wounded in the fight is a great honor. It is by the Lord's stripes that we are healed, and it is through our stripes that we, too, are given the authority for healing. Once we are healed, we are given the power to heal others in the very place where the enemy wounded us. Healing was a basic part of the Lord's ministry, and it is also a basic part of ours. One reason why the Lord allows bad things to happen to His people is so that they can receive compassion for others, by which the power of healing operates. That is why the Apostle Paul told us of his beatings and stonings when his authority was questioned. Every wound and every other bad thing that happens to us can be turned into the authority to do good. Every beating that the great apostle took resulted in salvation for others. Every wound the warrior receives will result in others being saved, healed, or restored. The eagle's words were very encouraging. Standing here amid the glory of the treasures of salvation made this truth even clearer and more penetrating. I wanted to go shout it from the top of the mountain so that all who were still fighting would be encouraged. Then the eagle continued, There is another reason why the Lord allows us to be wounded. There is no courage unless there is real danger. The Lord said he would go with Joshua to fight for the promised land, but over and over he exhorted him for being strong and courageous. This was because he was going to have to fight, and there would be very real danger. It is in this way that the Lord proves those who are worthy of the promises. The Glorious Eagle I looked at the old eagle, and for the first time I noticed the scars amid his torn and broken feathers. However, the scars were not ugly. They were lined with gold that was somehow not metal, but rather flesh and feathers. I could see that this gold was giving off the glory that emanated from the eagle, and it made his presence so awesome. Why did I not see this before? I inquired. Until you have beheld and appreciated the depths of the treasures of salvation, you cannot see the glory that comes from suffering for the sake of the gospel. 
Once you have seen it, you are ready for the test that will release the highest levels of spiritual authority in your life. These scars are the glory that we will carry forever. This is why even the wounds our Lord suffered are with him in heaven. You can still see his wounds and the wounds that all of his chosen ones have taken for his sake. These are the medals of honor in heaven. All who carry them love God and his truth more than their own lives. These are the ones who followed the lamb wherever he went, willing to suffer for the sake of the truth, righteousness, and the salvation of men. True leaders of his people who carry genuine spiritual authority must have first proven their devotion this way. I looked at the leader of the company of angels that followed me. I had never witnessed deep emotion in an angel before, but these words were unquestionably moving him greatly, as well as the rest of the angels. I really thought they were about to cry. Then the leader spoke, We have witnessed many wonders since the creation, but the voluntary suffering of men for the Lord and for their fellow men is the greatest wonder of all. We too must fight and even suffer at times, but we dwell where there is such light and glory that it is very easy to do this. When we see men and women choose to suffer for a hope they can see only dimly in their hearts, it causes even the greatest angels to bow their knee and gladly serve these heirs of salvation. We marvel at the dedication of you who dwell with a little, so little encouragement in a place of such darkness and evil. At first, we did not understand why the Father decreed that men would have to walk by faith, suffering great opposition while not having the benefit of beholding the reality and the glories of the heavenly realm. But now we understand that through these sufferings, he proves their worthiness to receive the great authority that they will be given as members of his own household. This walk of faith is now the greatest wonder in heaven. Those who pass this test are worthy to sit with the Lamb on his throne, for he has made them worthy, and they have proven their love. Courage. Then the eagle interjected, Courage is a demonstration of faith. The Lord never promised that his way would be easy, but he has assured us that it would be worth it. The courage of those who fought from the level of salvation moved the angels of heaven to esteem what God has brought about in fallen men. The faithful warriors took their wounds in the terrible onslaught, while only beholding darkness and seeming defeat of the truth, just as our Lord did on the cross. Nevertheless, they did not quit, and they did not retreat. I was again starting to regret that I had not remained on this level of salvation and fought with those other brave souls. Again, understanding my thoughts, the eagle interrupted them. By climbing the mountain, you were demonstrating faith and wisdom too. Your faith freed many souls so they could come to this mountain for salvation. You received some wounds, as the warriors on the level of salvation did, but your authority in the kingdom has come more from acts of faith than from suffering. Because you have been faithful in a few things, you will now be given the great honor of going back to suffer, that you may be made ruler over many more. But remember that we all work together for the same purpose, regardless of whether we are building or suffering. If you go higher, many more souls will fill these rooms, to the great joy of heaven. You have now been called to climb and to build, but if you are faithful in this, you will later be given the honor of suffering. I then turned and looked at the dark foreboding door over which was written the judgment seat of Christ. Just as warmth and peace had flooded my soul each time I looked at the great treasures of heaven, Fear and insecurity gripped me when I looked at this door. Now it seemed that everything in me wanted to stay in this room, and nothing in me wanted to go through that door. 
Again, the eagle answered my thoughts. Before you enter the door to any great truth, you will have these same feelings. You even felt them when you entered into this room filled with the treasures of salvation. These fears are the result of the fall. They are the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The knowledge from that tree made us all insecure and self-centered. The knowledge of good and evil makes the true knowledge of God seem fearsome, when in fact every truth from God leads to an even greater peace and security. Even the judgments of God are to be desired, because all of His ways are perfect. By now I had experienced enough to know that what seems right is usually the least fruitful path, and is often the road to failure. Throughout my journey, the path of greatest risk was the path that led to the greatest reward. Even so, each time it seemed that more was at stake. Therefore, making the choice to go higher become more difficult each time. I started to sympathize with those who would stop at some point in their sojourn and refuse to go on, even though I knew more than ever that this was a mistake. The only true security came from continually moving forward into the realms that required more faith which meant more dependence on the Lord. Yes, it takes more faith to walk in the higher realms of the Spirit, the eagle added. The Lord gave us the map to his kingdom when he said, If you seek to save your life, you will lose it. But if you lose your life for my sake, you will find it. These words alone can keep you on the path to the top of the mountain and lead you to victory in the great battle ahead. They will also help you stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Through the door. I knew it was time for me to go. I resolved to always remember the glory of this chamber that contained the treasures of salvation, but I also knew that I had to move beyond them. I had to go on. I turned and with all the courage I could muster opened the door to the judgment seat of Christ and stepped through into its terrifying darkness. The company of angels that had been assigned to me took positions all around the door, but did not enter. What's the matter? Aren't you coming? I demanded. Where you are going now, you must go alone. We will be waiting for you on the other side. Without responding, I turned and started walking before I could change my mind. Somehow I knew that I should not put my security in the company of angels. As I walked into the darkness, I heard the eagle's parting words. After this, you will not have your trust in anyone else, even yourself, but only in the Lord. I immediately was in the most frightening darkness I'd ever experienced. Each step became a terrible battle with fear. Soon I began to think I had stepped into hell itself. Finally, I decided to retreat. But when I turned to go back, I could not see anything. The door was closed, and I could not even see where it was located. It was beginning to look as if everything that had happened to me and everything the eagles and the angels had told me had been a ruse to entrap me in this hell. I had been deceived. I cried out to the Lord to forgive me and to help me. Immediately I began to see him on the cross, just as when I had laid my hand on the red stone in the chamber I had just left. Again I beheld the darkness of his soul, as he stood alone, bearing the sin of the world. Although in the chamber this had been a terrible darkness to behold, now it was a light. I resolved that I had to go on, fixing my mind on him. As I did, peace began to grow in my heart with each step, and it became easier than it had been just a few minutes earlier. Soon, I was not even aware of the chilly darkness, and I started to see a dim light. Gradually, it became a glorious light. Then it became so wonderful that I felt I was entering into heaven itself. The glory kept increasing as I walked along, and I wondered how anything this magnificent could have an entrance so dark and foreboding. 
Now I was enjoying every step. The Great Hall. The path soon opened into a hall so large that I did not think the earth itself could contain it. Its beauty could not even be described by any reference to human architecture. This exceeded the wonder of anything I had yet experienced, including the garden and the chamber that held the treasures of salvation. By now, I was as overwhelmed with joy and beauty as I had been overwhelmed by darkness and fear just minutes before. I then understood that every time I had experienced great pain or darkness of soul, it had been followed by a much greater revelation of glory and peace. At the far end was the source of the glory that was emanating from everything else in the room. I knew that it was the Lord himself, and though I had now seen him many times, I began to be a bit afraid as I walked toward him. However, this fear was a holy fear that only magnified the great joy and peace that I also felt. Not only was the judgment seat of Christ a source of more security than I had ever experienced, but at the same time, it was the source of a greater and purer fear. I did not notice how great the distance was to the throne. It was so wonderful just to walk here that I did not care if it took me a thousand years to get there. In earthly terms, it did take me a very long time. In one sense, I felt that it was days and in another years, but somehow earthly time had no relevance here. My eyes were so fixed on the glory of the Lord that I walked a long time before I noticed that I was passing multitudes of people who were standing in ranks to my left. There were just as many to my right, but they were so far away that I could not see them until I reached the throne. As I looked at them, I had to stop. They were dazzling, more regal than anyone I had ever seen. Their countenances were captivating. Never had such peace and confidence graced human faces. Each one was as beautiful beyond any earthly comparison. As I turned towards those who were close to me, they bowed in a greeting as though they recognized me. How is it that you know me? I asked, surprised at my own boldness to ask them a question. You are one of the saints fighting in this last battle, a man close by responded. Everyone here knows you, as well as all those who are now fighting on the earth. We are the saints who have served the Lord in the generations before you. We are the great cloud of witnesses who have been given the right to behold this last battle. We know all of you, and we see all that you do. To my surprise, I recognized someone I had known on the earth. He had been a faithful believer, but I did not think he had ever done anything of significance. He was so unattractive physically on earth that it made himself shy. Here he had the same features, but was somehow more handsome than any person I had known on earth. He stepped up to me with an assurance and dignity that I had never seen before in him or in any man. Heaven is much greater than we could have dreamed while on earth, he began. This room is but the threshold of realms of glory that are far beyond our ability to comprehend. It is also true that the second death is much more terrible than we understood. Neither heaven nor hell are like what we thought they were. If I had known on earth what I know here, I would have not lived the way I did. You are greatly blessed to have been able to come here before you die, he said, looking at my garments. I then looked at myself. I still had the old mantle of humility on and the armor was still under it. I felt both foul and crude standing before those who were so glorious. I began to think that I was in serious trouble if I was going to appear before the Lord like this. Like the eagles, my old acquaintance could understand my thoughts and responded to them. Those who come here wearing that mantle have nothing to fear. That mantle is the highest rank of honor, and it is why they all bowed to you when you passed. 
I did not notice anyone bowing to me, I replied, a bit disconcerted. In fact, I didn't even notice anyone until just now. It is not improper for someone to bow down before you, he continued. Here we show each other the respect that is due. Even the angels serve us here. But only our God and his Christ are worshipped. There is a marked difference between honoring one another in love and worshipping them. If we had understood this on earth, we would have treated others very differently. It is here in the light of his glory that we can fully perceive and understand each other so we can relate properly. I think we're going to pull this one to a close right there. Uh, we will continue on next Saturday. Like I said, this chapter is pretty big, but we've just in, in taken a lot. There is a pile of information that's just been spread to us right here uh, in this little chapter, the beginnings of this chapter. So many nuggets of truth that we need to really grasp. I, I really do challenge each of you to go back and listen to these again. Uh, again, maybe maybe try to go back and listen to several in sequence if you have time. But to, but to really try to grasp the truths that are being exposed in these. I believe it's something that we can truly uh, find encouraging for our life today as well as empowering. Just like what's spoken there in the end. Pray that you guys enjoy these stories. I love story time. I love this book. I love the way Rick Joyner writes. And again, I'm moved every time I go through these. I, I love what is being spoken. I'm grasping more each time I go through. I'm seeing new revelation every time. And I pray that you do as well. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you for following along. Thank you for your support and your prayer. Rhonda and I love you. We're praying for you. We're praying that God returns to you, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, that he pours over you the very blessings of life itself. Amen. We love you. God bless you. We'll talk to you again real soon.